1: It's been a year since my sister Callie died. Now I can't sleep because every time I close my eyes, Callie's there to wake me up. The insomnia's gotten so bad, I'm not sure what's real anymore. There's a shadow living inside my head. It's angry, and I don't think I can stop it.
2: My name is Harper Hart, and I'll see you in your nightmares.
0: Journey into your own subconscious and listen to See You In Your Nightmares now on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you it.
3: You met the kid, right? I did. He seemed
0: like a killer to you. Cavalry Audio, in association with iHeartRadio, presents the new podcast, Verdict.
3: Some people think he's definitely guilty. Others be like, no way.
0: He signed a full confession. I can't but close my eyes and not see their faces. Verdict. Premieres October 19th. Listen on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Record Store Society, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: like one or two um, albums that make it to other people's list that I'm just like oh man I just could not get into that one you know
4: yeah it's yeah interesting. And that's, a, that's a good like moment of like self-discovery and like self I guess criticism too where you kind of look at yourself and go okay why do I hate band like like what is it about such and such that makes me kind of get so angry you know
1: yeah yeah Yeah.
4: oh uh hey hi uh welcome to our record store and and happy new year uh today is uh the first right isn't that that today today's date is i I should really keep a calendar around (laughs) but yeah new year's day it's the first of the year and i guess that's that's exactly why you and i tara we're we're talking so much about our top albums of the year because um Uh, Oh, by the way, I'm Seth. This is Tara. This is our record store. Welcome. Uh, Feel free to look around and just give us a shout if you need anything. Um, The the main thing for me is I always get annoyed when people make top 10 of the year lists for albums too early in the year. Because for me, it's like, no, not all the albums are out yet. Like, for example, I just got the new Avalanches album last week. I needed to know what that sounded like before I could make my list. Like, that was very important to me, you know?
1: Yeah. And it was really good, too.
4: It was. But it, then it, it was again, real mellow, it, though, which which I'm not putting them down for it. But no. th- that's a side of their, theirs I had never seen before. I'd never seen a mellow avalanches because it never really raises in the beats per minute. It's always pretty slow and kind of somber. But I dug it. Super beautiful.
1: I mean, I feel like it was pr- pretty happy, actually. Just not like yeah, super pumped up like their first one.
4: It was definitely mellow, and, and, and the you. samples—you could barely even tell the samples were samples anymore. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it was kind of all over the place. Like it wasn't—it didn't build up to run to anything. It just—it was kind of all over the place. But I still really liked it.
4: Me too. But, but I had to hear it to consider whether or not it was going to be in my top ten of the year. You know, like it's oh st- yeah for it's, sure. It's important. So yeah, to to me today being the first day of January 2021, it, it's it's important that I'm actually like. I I, I I want to have heard everything that I think would be in contention. You know, there's, there's surprise yeah. albums always, there's, al- there's always something. So it's, it's, it's good to keep it all yeah. in
1: mind. I mean, it's kind of silly because I do look at, you know, everyone's lists and publications that have already put out their list to see, you know, what did I miss when I'm making mine? But like, honestly, I don't know if I ever do add anything new once I've already kind of like had you know, I've been listening to the same albums all year or mm-hmm. like, you know, some newer ones, obviously, as the year goes through. But I'm never like, oh, this is a brand new one that I've just heard today that goes on right at the end, you know, because it doesn't get enough play at that point.
4: No, it's it's totally fair. It's it's extremely rare for me to fall in love with an album that hardcore on the very first listen. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but it's very, very rare, you know? yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I'm stoked because today we're going to do our lists. We're going to do our top five albums of the year and we're going to do our top five songs of the year. And um, this is like what it all builds up to for me. And it's, it's also interesting too, because like, I like my lists to be honest. So, like, when I'm looking at it and I see something that doesn't quite fit, I really have to think to myself, now, wait a minute. Am I just throwing that on there because that, like, quote, unquote, makes sense for, like, the kind <laughs> of music I always listen to? Or does this other artist actually make more sense? Have I actually listened to her album more than another one and blah, blah, blah? And that's actually a good segue into my first album. You, want, you, you ready to start this thing? Sure. Yeah. Okay. My top five albums of 2020... My number five, Everything Is Beautiful by Princess Nokia.
3: Fuck these cops, fuck these cops, fuck these cops. Looking for the fun. Can you blame me? Like to make jokes, but they think that I'm crazy. I know that I'm perfect the way God had.
1: Nice.
4: I was surprised. I mean, don't be me wrong, I really like Princess Nokia. I got nothing against her ever. I'm I'm a big fan. But the fact that she made my top five, I was very surprised because I, I've got a list here of seven albums that didn't make the list because Princess Nokia took that spot. And there are some of my favorites in the folks that got kicked off this list. But yeah. her album this year, um, cause I, I really cause uh I, I dug them both because two albums came out on the same day. Everything is beautiful and everything sucks. Um And I really wanted to call it a double album for the sake of our list, just so I could put two albums there. But no, as much as I've looked around, I can't find anyone considering it a double album. So I can't do it either.
1: Yeah. Um, That's so funny because also Salt was the same way that had two albums and they're both really good.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's hard to know what to do with that because you you definitely can't call them one album. But anyway, anyway, um, (laughs) I think everything is beautiful. Because, you know, as we know, she basically put out two albums on the same day of two different emotions. Everything is beautiful, is really positive and up and kind of poppy. And then uh, Everything Sucks is much harder and kind of like aggressive and perhaps a bit sadder, but mostly aggressive. And um, the vibe of Everything is Beautiful worked as like a really good balm for this year. Because I mean, like for these lists, it's going to be hard for us not to talk about how crummy the year 2020 is. It's going to affect our lists. But yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I I honestly, I'm surprised to hear Princess Nokia is on your list. Not because she isn't great, obviously, but everything for me. And I I wondered if it was going to be the same for you because of the pandemic. Um, has been a little bit more morose and mm. just like quiet and like peaceful. Right. Um, I mean, I know you said that one was the more like happier of the two. That, but, that, but that's still, why I picked so, it. Yeah. Yeah, she's so upbeat and so like dancey. Yeah, stuff like that didn't really land in my top five, which is I'm, kind of sad, but interesting.
4: No, I, I know what you mean, and yeah, for me, I think that's why I listened to this album so much this year is because it was cheerful and upbeat. But but she still yeah. has like a, a big heaping teaspoon of fuck you in her. Like like like, like <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, no matter how happy and upbeat she is, she still has a lot of fun aggression. And um, yeah. Anyway, she's great. Uh both albums are great. But yeah, number 5, Everything is Beautiful, Princess Nokia. Cool. All right, my number 4, this one I think is borderline. This one I think is like on the line between upbeat and morose. Um oh, actually, here's a quick game, real quick between you and I. Okay. How many overlapping albums do you think we'll have on each other's lists? Cuz cuz my guess, I'm guessing that we will have I bet we'll have definitely one, and we might have two. W- w- what would you say?
1: Um, I think we'll only ha- have one, honestly.
4: One?
0: Okay. Yeah. In-
4: interesting. All right, all right. Just, just curious. We'll, 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 we'll see if that works out by the end. All right, all right. So my number four album, uh, RTJ4 by Run the Jewels. Look at,
3: it. Look
1: at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Look at,
0: Look at all these slave masters...
4: I really I I really love them in general, period. Like they're they're just a great duo. They've they've made consistently great albums. It's amazing how they've really found this like niche for themselves when they're both like over 40, but they've had such like amazing careers building up to this point. And like it's it's all great. I'd love to see them live. Of course, Killer Mike is, you know, mm-hmm. local here to us in Atlanta. He's fantastic. It's all good. And RTj four just like felt like the right album at the right time. like i I really dug the unintentional message because they are almost always preaching the same message, which is you know quote unquote, kill your masters. like that is like the message of run the jewels quite often. And um because of that, like just like the timing of everything, like the first single uh, from this album dropped on uh, march twenty second. And then the video for Ooh La La dropped on March 25th. Now, like that video, did you, did you ever see that video?
1: No. You I gotta didn't. check
4: it out. It's a really <laughs> great music video. It's basically all of the people. Of America revolting, taking all their money out of the banks and throwing it in the streets and burning it, and then basically declaring that money has no value anymore, and people are just like having a giant street party because everyone's free and there's no more capitalism. And it's just it's just a beautiful video. I've watched it a, a couple dozen times probably, and um, it just felt like really good timing. And then when they when they released the album, which I believe let's see, I've I've written down here, uh, they released it early. Because it was planned to be released on June 5th, but all everything leading up to June 5th, everything was so tumultuous, you know, with like, I remember all all the police violence, all the, the, you know, people going through unemployment, um, obviously all the pandemic stuff,
1: all the pandemic stuff. Yeah. I remember when all that came out and I I remember like the sort of huge fuck you that was in a lot of those songs. And I, and I, yeah, it, it was perfect timing, actually, for them to yeah. go ahead and release it early. Um, and I saw it in so many lists mm-hmm. since, you know, since everyone's kind of doing their, their end of the year lists now. I've, I've seen it so many times and it's it's no surprise at all. But again, another one that's just for me, like, very loud when I'm just trying to like <laughs> be like, zen, find my zen. <laughs> no, I, yeah,
4: I completely no, follow you. I mean...
1: <laughs> They are so awesome and, yeah, so much energy when they're on the stage. And I love the messages they're pushing. So, yeah, not surprised at all that a lot of people put that one in their lists this year.
4: Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's um, it's funny because I feel like a lot of the artists who re- had, like, recorded, planned, and released these full albums seconds before the pandemic, a lot of the ones that really stuck with me were oddly prescient. And I guess we're going to get to more of that later, <laughs>
2: but, uh,
4: mm. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah. My next one, number three, uh, Inner Song by Kelly Lee Owens. Um,
3: what are yeah, the, okay, what?
1: that is one... That may overlap. Okay.
4: (laughs) You're not going to commit to it yet, but I understand.
1: (laughs) I thought, okay, yeah, I won't say anything.
4: But we can still talk about it. Um, the The thing I liked best about this is um, one of my favorite things in music. Period is watching the progression of an artist. Like I love going from album to album and being like, "Oh, this is what you're doing. What you're gonna do next? Oh, now you're doing this. Wow, that's fun. What are you gonna do next? Like just kind of like following that that developments, that evolution of an artist. Like I love that. And I really dug her first album. I think it's great. You know, but
1: it's so good. But this yeah. one
4: is so much better. And that really <laughs> knocked my socks off, where I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to have this like enormous development where your second album, I'm gonna say, is like twice as good as your first one. And I love your first one. So that was really cool to me. And I, I loved how much more she sang on this one. I really love uh John Cale when when she brought him on it, that was so cool. And how yeah, like like how like the two of them are Welsh and they kind of sing in Welsh together. That's so cool. And like, um, Oh, and she starts it off with a Radiohead cover. Like track one's a Radiohead cover, and and I'm I'm I did
1: not know that actually. Get
4: this. Um, This is embarrassing as a a very 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 like through and through Radiohead fan. I didn't notice it the first time through. Like the first time I, because it's not, it's not terribly similar to the original. Um, Once you notice it, then it's obvious. But yeah, the first time I listened to this album, I was like, oh, this is kind of familiar. I wonder what this is. Uh, Maybe I've heard this before whatever. But no, no, no. Then like the second time through, I'm like, oh, this is a Radiohead cover. They did a Radiohead cover. This is, this is, this is astonishing. Way to go. (laughs) And um, I I just loved it. And um, when I was saying, I bet there's at least one that we'll have in common. This is the one I was thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but we'll, we'll get to that later.
1: <laughs> you know what? Actually, I remember you mentioning the Radiohead cover now at uh, like another point.
4: I think it, at some point I've put this on the employee recommendation shelf and maybe I will yeah. again in the future. Who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's such a good album. She's yep. so amazing.
4: Oh yeah. No, I I can't wait for more and more and more from her. I bet, I bet she's just going to keep on killing it. And um. I just be careful not to uh, expect a game changing album every time now. Cause now that's, that's what she's set up. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the uh, precedent now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. She's yeah. one of my favorites. Actually side, side, side note. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you, um, when you're looking at um, like online uh, website publication lists, mm-hmm. which ones do you look forward to every year? Because for me, the key, Kaetus, Kiatus? I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I look forward to their list every year because it's so weird. I'm like, okay, how many people do I know on this list?
4: Yeah, yeah. Do you know that one? I do. I do. Which... Um, I, I I do I also don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> um, uh, that one is a good one. I also um I really like the bandcamp top lists of the year because same reasoning, there's usually only like two albums out of like their top ten that I actually recognize. So that's that's always a lot of fun. Uh Gorilla versus Bear has has really oh, good yeah. ones too. Always. Cause like yeah. their vibe is like just different enough from what I normally listen to that I know I'll always enjoy it, but it's usually stuff I haven't already bought. So, so yeah. I, yeah, I really like theirs. And then, you know, uh, p- folks like Pitchfork and Stereo Gum I always check them out, but in all honesty, it's, it's stuff I've already heard of. So it's never yeah. really that I'm, I'm never yeah. surprised by their lists, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Same. Me too. Um,
4: but, but like, like you were yeah. saying earlier, I think my favorite place is to check out my friends who post their top tens. Um, cause like, yeah, I remember like last year, um, uh, looking at your list, I, I was like, oh, I recognize eight of these and two of these I don't. I'll just buy these automatically. Here we go. <laughs> you nice.
1: Know? Oh, I'm curious to know which ones they were. And then, like, how much did you like them after the fact?
4: I liked them very much. They were very Terra albums. One oh. <laughs> of them was that uh, Jeffrey something. Oh, Lend- Jeffrey Cantu
1: Ledesma. Yes. yes. Which I bought a reissue of his this year. He's so, so good.
4: So yeah, good. so i enjoyed that one a lot and then the other one was also very tara meaning very like electronic and kind of like <laughs> driven but morose
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i oh wish i gosh. could remember what it
4: was right now but it was it, yeah it, it was in that same vibe but uh
1: interesting
4: but yeah but no but, the, but those are those i think are my favorite lists is when i yeah. see my friend post one and i can go oh shit I like all these other things. Why haven't I heard of that? Time to check that out. And yeah, a lot of my but, favorite bands, like just in life, I've come across that way. Where and that's that's just fun. I just, you know, I mean that's that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. We we like music and we like to discover new music. You know.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's interesting because especially like the Inquietus or however you pronounce it <laughs> yeah. that that list. I I feel like with all these different um, streaming services they all sort of cater to whoever pays them or whatever record labels and blah, blah, blah. So you don't get, you don't get to see or hear everything that gets released. And so I'm always curious, like, what did I miss that I would have loved? You know, like what was not marketed to me or like what is not already sort of like in my algorithm, (laughs) you know? So, they always have the craziest stuff and there's always um, a lot of jazz music that I miss out on.
4: Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely like, not looped in enough to the jazz scene where I hear things that aren't already like culturally applauded. Like it, like it takes a while before a, ja- a, a modern new jazz record reaches my ears. I pretty much like have to re- read about it in a magazine or have a, a friend insist I buy it or something, you know?
1: Yeah, which is sad because I feel like there's so much music that's being made on like you know these like daws and things people are in their bedroom making this music whereas then you have these amazing actual musicians who are like making these amazing uh, organic records jazz records and and we're not we don't hear about them until we yeah. see you know some list from some publication or whatever i yeah. don't
4: know Oh, and speaking of lists, um, Obama recently put out his list of his favorite music of the year. And I was so fucking proud of Faye Webster. I I was so fucking proud. I mean, yes, we're both Atlanta people. She's an Atlanta person. I'm just a big fan of her music in general. And when, you know, the former leader of the free world (laughs) says, Hey, I like Faye Webster too, it just feels weird, but awesome, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So cool.
4: That's good stuff um let's see i'm on to my number two uh number two is fetch the bolt cutters by fiona apple
2: Um.
4: there's a lot to love about this album whole lot to love um my favorite thing about it, honestly, is how rough around the edges it is. It feels very like, very much like a bedroom record, you know, which technically it is. She recorded this at her home, and it's like her first time she's mm-hmm. done that. And um, I wish I could remember. I read an article about it where uh, she was talking to someone – And basically, they were just like, no, no, just like be you and do you. And that's it. Like, you don't need to polish everything. Just just release it, you know. And based on that, that's when she started just this kind of like lo-fi aesthetic where she recorded the majority of this album in GarageBand and she like doesn't even use garageband and that's why so many of the takes are kind of extended and kind of rough and unedited because she doesn't really know how to use that program that well i love that like that's that's perfect you know uh, and like yeah. and of course like her idea of like putting up this album about like oh self isolation being stuck at home um, wanting to like be free and like get out and like go do like but also like like simple like at home happiness that was all written before the pandemic and then it just happened to be the right place at the right time and nah um, she she fucking killed it i i i and and again something we've talked about in the past i always think about fiona apple in context with other musicians and, like, for example, like, I always want to give a lot of Fiona Apple's credit to John Bryan. I won't. Fuck you, John <laughs> Bryan. I love you, John Bryan. But uh, I always want to do that. So I love it whenever I see Fiona Apple killing it without John Bryan. You know what I mean? Like, it just it just makes me happy Or I'm like, yeah, you fucking do that, Fiona. You don't need John Bryan. You're great, John Bryan. I hate you, John Bryan. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, she that album is so just. <laughs> this is so stupid. It's so full of words. Like she's such a great yeah. lyricist. There's just so much she packs into a song. Um, Yeah, wasn't this one also released kind of early as well?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like right at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, and yeah, no, it, it was, it was, it was perfect timing. Honestly, it just, it, it just felt yeah. just right. Yeah.
1: And everyone loved it.
4: Oh yeah, of yeah. course, I, of course. I mean, I mean can she can do no wrong. She really can't. Um, good for her I'm so, I'm so glad she's around and she's doing what she's doing <laughs> Me and I'm, too. I'm glad she likes this rough hewn new uh like style of recording because maybe that means we'll get more albums out of her i don't know
1: yeah i hope yeah i hope
4: we're, we're down to my number one. Oh my gosh and th- this was so hard so <laughs> hard i know here's here's a, a, a quick thing that blows my mind um obviously this has been like you know, one of the weirdest years of most of our lives, you know, and we've all gotten into like strange habits that don't quite gel with like our our outside of quarantine lives. One of the things that I have done this year, which is insane, is I have bought an absurd amount of of, of music. I mean, absurd. I'm normally the kind of person that buys on average, oh, Somewhere between an album a week up to maybe an album a day, and, that, and that's already absurd. That's regular. That's life. a lot. Yeah. But that, and that's that's outside of pandemic, and I understand. But that's that's just where all my money goes. That's the only thing I care about. That's that's regular. So that means on average, I I buy somewhere between oh, 52 and three hundred and sixty five albums a year. Okay, which is a lot. That's a whole bunch. You know, that's that's more, that's more than most people. That's probably bad, but I don't care. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> This year, I did the math this morning. I was counting up how many albums I bought this year. (sighs) This is only what I could categorize because I had entered it into my iTunes. So that means anything I bought that didn't come with a digital copy, I I have not counted that, okay? This year, I have purchased 1,074 albums, which averages out to about three albums per day in 2020. Oh my gosh. I have been hoarding music this year. It's ridiculous. It's it's not good. <laughs>
1: but Where are you putting it? You're putting it in your basement.
4: Yes. <laughs> but
1: Oh my gosh. But, but I, I think, need to see pictures of your basement now.
4: <laughs> I I think there's some good reasons for this. One Bandcamp Fridays. All mm-hmm. the Bandcamp Fridays, I have felt a drive in me to support all of the musicians I love and I've bought an absurd amount of music every single band camp Friday this entire year. I don't feel bad about that at all because musicians needed support this year more than ever. And that to me, I'm yeah. like, look, you're getting it. And also so many of them had to do with like, um, uh, raising money for venues or raising mm-hmm. money for political causes that I'm like, of course, take my money. Thank you for this compilation. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was a big chunk of it. Another thing was there were a couple of labels early on in the pandemic where they were like, hey, this is going to be rough. All of our albums on our entire catalog are free. Pay what you want on Bandcamp. Have at them. So I really want to say thank you to Run for Cover Records and uh, Graveface Records. Both of them were just like fucking free. Go. And I mean, obviously, there 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 were a couple hundred albums right there. Like that's oh gosh. that's already a couple hundred. Yeah. And um. And then another part, uh, too, is that I just love record stores and I haven't gone to one in the, in, you know, since March of, t- uh, yeah. of 2020. So I've just been uh, doing all of my buying online and it's less, um, it's harder to keep track of how much money you're spending <laughs> when you're not doing it physically at a store.
1: Yeah, but I, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, have you been buying all those Sonic Youth archived albums? Yes i haven't Mm. (laughs) i'm behind
4: it's uh i mean it's been a while there's so many there's There's so many many. there's so (laughs) many um but anyway it feels
1: like every week they're like okay here we're here's a new archived album that you can pay for it's like i can't keep up
4: yeah no no i completely agree uh, oh sorry sorry go ahead
1: oh i was just gonna say add on to your um Bandcamp Black Friday thing for like after the very first one, I I bought a lot on the very first one, and then like a couple after, I I didn't remember it until the next day,
3: mm, yeah. and I
1: would be so mad at myself. So I think I'm finally in the habit. I think they're going to keep going through. That's maybe what I've heard. Twenty twenty one or something for the
4: next few months. I've heard that it's going to continue. So I I, yeah. I I'm super glad. Yeah, me too. Um, one more thing which I forgot about, which will actually lead me into my number one. Another thing I did a lot this year is um, tons of musicians that I love uh, have started either Patreons or subscription services through Bandcamp or um, label subscription services, all all these different ways of just, you know, helping support musicians because this year they need it more than ever. And, you know, I mean, there are other um, charities I've supported this year too, but Mm -hmm. in my way I've considered these 1074 albums i bought to be a form of charity and i don't really mean it that way because obviously i got something for it and i love it it's my favorite thing but it was one of those things too where it's like no 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 all of my money has to go to this because i need my favorite musicians to survive and keep making music and keep doing their thing so it's a it's been a wild year but i i don't i don't hesitate that I would do it again if, if I was given the option. No. I probably won't yeah. do the same thing next year, but this year has been the peak of my music buying with my I'm three gonna albums have to per add, day.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to add all mine up now and see how mine compares to yours. It's definitely not as much, that's for sure.
4: <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised that's that That's a really a
1: impressive number. You you are really supporting supporting the musicians and the labels.
4: <laughs> Apparently so. But it also just makes me feel weird because like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like spending money really, but this was an important year. But anyway, um, my number one comes from this because, because it came from one of my subscription services, which is um, just real quick to shout out some of my favorite subscription services that I do support. Shoo uh, Shoo has a wonderful um bandcamp subscription model called shoe motherfucking shoe. Um, Diane clock. I support hers on Patreon. Um, Spencer Krug. Uh, he's got a great Patreon one. Um, let's see, who else do I support? Of oh, Montreal's got a really good one. Um, and then there's a couple labels. Uh, Joyful Noise. I automatically subscribe to receive everything they ever put out. And that is also for Leaving Records and Stones Throw Records. Stones Throw Records uh, is one of my favorite labels. And that's well, actually, no, 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 this one is actually from Leaving Records. Leaving Records is a, sub- is a subsidiary of Stones Throw. Anyway, the <laughs> album, my number one is Opal Wand by black taffy
1: i've never heard of this one
4: i feel like this one is actually matching exactly what you've been saying about your feeling for the year which is just like that like low-key kind of zen mellow out um It's a remarkable album. So like I said, I I got the digital copy because I subscribe to the label. So I literally receive everything they ever put out. But then I loved it so much that the second I heard it, I ordered the cassette because it's a cassette only release. And um, uh, Black Taffy's been putting out lots of albums. I I have his other ones too. But this is the first one that really struck a chord with me. Uh, His real name is Donovan Jones and he's from Dallas. And um, he makes... I guess I'm going to call them beat tapes, for lack of a better word. They're electronic, but they're definitely very like beat influenced. Like lo
1: fi and... yeah, beats. Yeah. Th- that things. is definitely
4: the vibe. Mildly J. Dilla esque, oh, but yeah. much more like ephemeral and much more basically somewhere between like J. Dilla and like a, a new age album. It's somewhere in between <laughs> those two. And like I think the label actually described it really, really well. They, they, they said a couple of things about it. Uh they, they said it was akin to a cursed music box, which I think is a really good oh, description. Interesting. And the other one is they they referred to it as being ominously calm, which I thought was another really good description of this album. So um I, I, again, this is like just like my number five. I was surprised this was my number one, but there's no question in my mind. This is the album I've returned to again and again and again. I've loved it to death. I've listened to it so many times, and it just it fit what I needed. You know, if 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 this album was a glove, I was a hand, and we fit just right. And it was just that's what I needed this year was this album, and it's it's just right for me. So um, I highly recommend it. Opal Wand by yeah. Black Taffy.
1: I'm definitely gonna check that one out.
4: Yeah. Um, but anyway, that concludes my list. We'll clearly talk about more stuff as it goes, but uh, I- I'm greedy now, Tara. I wanna hear your list. Uh, you wanna go <laughs> gather up your records and we'll come back and uh, go through yours?
1: Yeah, sounds good.
4: That's a quick break.
2: Hey, I'm Lilia Luciano, the host of El Flow, a podcast about reggaeton. Every movement has an origin story, a myth about how it all started. This is true of revolutions, countries, celebrities, and musical genres. Reggaeton is no different, and although we identify reggaeton today as part of the beat-thumping soundtrack to our lives, not a lot of people know the history of how it all started. In this podcast, we're gonna hear from iconic artists and producers to give you the whole story about how reggaeton went from the underground to dominating the mainstream. With all the conflict and drama along the way. It's a story that includes war, drugs, censorship, sex, of course, perreo, my grandmother, and hell, even the CIA. Listen to El Flow starting October 11th as part of the My Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: My name is Kristen Nobles, and I am the host of a new podcast called Close to the Chest with Kristen and Christine. I have been chronically ill for over 20 years, and a doctor told me she believed that my breast implants were causing an autoimmune disease that was attacking my body. That is when I learned about breast implant illness. This disease is not my fault. I am not going to allow BII to define who I am. Listen to Close to the Chest with Kristen and Christine every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hey guys, this is Maddie and kenzie Ziegler, and we have a podcast called take 20 this is so exciting i know we've been wanting to do this for so long it's been a long time coming but i feel like we're in a really good point in our lives where we have a lot to talk about i'm actually really happy that i grew up with you because i could not do it alone oh my gosh that's not really emotional well it's true it took a while to get to this point we hated each other i know like, we actually i hated you so much i know We used to tell each other that too, which is terrible. Okay, but honestly, I don't think we hated each other that much because we would sleep in the same room every night, even though we'd fight. I'm so excited for everyone to get to know us on a personal level and not just through social media. So this is going to be really interesting and fun. I know. I was literally saying today, I was like, I wonder if we're going to like fight. I feel like there will be lots of laughs. laughs. You know what's so bad? Once we start laughing, we can't stop. We can't stop. Nope. That's going to be a huge problem. No. But listen to Take 20 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right. We're in the middle of the uh, high fidelity game and we're doing the top five albums of 2020 and I've just finished my list. Tara, it's your turn. Uh, I can't wait. Let's hear that top five.
1: All right. So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, I feel like everything on my, at least the top five is pretty soft, quiet, chill, not all of it, but most for the most part, Mm. um, I found a lot of loud music or even just upbeat music to be abrasive for the mood that I was in. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, the pandemic and just the mental state of what a lot of the the year has brought for probably a lot of people, not just myself. But um, really interesting to see that, that sort of play out when I was building this list. But I'll say the number five record is... John McKeel, Bobby Joe Hope. Do you know that one?
4: You no, know, you're already surprising me. This really? is fantastic. Yeah, no, I've heard like, this.
1: <laughs> I definitely shared it in our our like work Slack.
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but so apparently this guy... John McKeel uh, bought this old reel-to-reel tape recorder and it had a tape in it already of just like instrumental music. And he spliced it up, used all, a bunch of the music um, from that old tape and made this album. And I found it towards the end of the year, but I immediately knew that it was one that I was going to keep coming back to. It's amazing. It sounds kind of old, but not. Yeah, highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's more like, it's not very quiet, but yeah, it's more on the melodic, nice, happy side of
3: things.
1: (laughs) It's very good. I love it so much. Kind of, uh, actually, um, you know how I'm so into like broadcast and I think it's sort of that like retro futurism sound that I like. Um, -hmm, mm -hmm. this kind of reminds me of that as well. A lot of, um, fuzzy, weird moments, but also retro like retroy, old old-school-sounding moments as well. And just really good songwriting.
4: That's killer. I, I'm trying to remember back to you sending this to me. And you send me a lot of great stuff, and you've never sent me anything I don't like. So I'm sure whatever you sent me, I've dug it. But yeah, I, I have to go dig this up again and, and give it a listen, because I, I don't remember it.
1: Yeah, it's super awesome. Nice. All right, so my number four album is... Jeff Parker, sweet for Max Brown.
4: Look at you, give me all these things I've never heard. (laughs) I love this.
1: What? This is actually jazz, a jazz album. Uh, So Jeff Parker, he is, I believe, um, a guitarist, jazz guitarist. Um, and, uh, he, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just so good. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like trying to describe it, but I can't. It's just good jazz music. It's oh, When solid. it comes to
4: jazz, there's like very melodic jazz. And then there's kind of like vibe jazz. Like, like, like where, where, where does this settle? What kind of jazz is this?
1: Um,
4: I, I guess here's what I'll say. Could you hum it afterwards? Is it that kind of jazz, or is it the kind of jazz that you're just kind of like wallowing in and experiencing? I
1: mean, it's not like it's not uh like spiritual jazz by any means, but it's not like take five. You know what I mean? So it's somewhere in between so that makes- <laughs> Yeah,
4: no, yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of improvisation, but there's some like lo- uh like samples and beats in it and stuff too. It's it's not traditional jazz by any means either. It's really good. You have to check it out.
4: (laughs) I definitely will. Oh, see, this is why I love year-end lists. So good. So good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I should also say, I I think I say this every time we we talk about a list, just because it's really hard for me to like rank things Mm -hmm. because I have so many... I just love music so much. I mean, you do too. It's probably the same for you, but I go back to my last FM all the time as sort of a resource. Like what did I listen to the most? Because I think that says a lot. Um, And this definitely was one that I listened to a whole lot. So definitely had to put that, had to put that in there.
4: No, that makes perfect sense. You have to make some sort of criteria in your mind. Otherwise there is no answer. And, you know, as always, these are subjective, and if you asked us next week, it would probably be different, you know?
1: Yes, yes. Actually, I had one album that I listened to more than the last two that I just mentioned, but I think I listened to it so heavily in the beginning of the year that I didn't listen to it at, like much at all in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. So even though the number was larger, the amount of listens that I gave this particular album, I didn't put it in the top five because I didn't listen to it repeatedly all year long.
4: No, I I know what you mean. Like uh, one of the things that happens to me pretty often is if I have a particular song or album that I am trying to find a good fit for it in a playlist I'm making that I listen to its beginning and ending many times because I'm trying to get like that connection. I'm trying to get like, hey, when this song ends and the next song begins, how is that transition gonna sound? Is it going to like have a nice flow to it? So I'll listen to one song like 40 times, but I'm not really listening to it 40 times. I'm just checking that transition again and again and again to see how it works. And so then like all my digital counters are saying I listened to it 40 times and it's my number one song of the year. When in reality, it probably just had like a very difficult like noise transition or it didn't like fade out just right or whatever. So I had to keep checking it over and over again.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I, I will say it's this, the one I'm just referring to that I listen to more than these two. It's definitely in my top 10, but hmm. m- yeah, our That's friends will thing. have to our friends will have to check out the store's discord server to maybe see the full list
4: oh i'll definitely be on there posting my top 10 as well because yeah there are seven albums here that i really wanted to talk about but i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. get the chance to yeah
1: same (laughs) all right so number three is laura marling song for our daughter
3: and i just meant to tell
1: Do you know that one?
4: I do. That's a okay, good, good. <laughs> one. That's a really good one. I I yeah. I I I should have thought of that one myself. Yeah, that's that's a great one.
1: She is such a great songwriter and uh guitarist as well, great guitarist. And something about it, I just kept coming back to it for more. It was it was um it's kind of like Fleetwood Mac, you know? Like it's not heavy or loud, but it's also melodic and uh you, you can find like peace in a Fleetwood Mac album. This is how yeah. Laura Marling's Song for Our Daughter is for me. Um, it's such a good, good album. And the amount of times I listen to it streaming is a lot, but I also bought it on vinyl and listened to it a lot at home, like right. a physic- the physical copy. So
4: And those plays don't scrabble.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So this one, it was a big deal for me. This one, Oops, actually, I probably listened to this one if you think about the physical copy listens. I probably listened to this one more than the other two on the list at the beginning. I mean, on the <laughs> yeah. top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> I almost wish Last FM had some way to scrabble. Just everything that I listen to, like if I'm walking through a grocery store, Scrabble those listens. <laughs> if yeah. I'm like in someone else's car, listening to whatever it is they're playing, Scrabble yeah. those listens. You know, yeah,
1: like like I know uh,
4: that that's very optimistic, and maybe you know Shazam has come a long way, so maybe may, maybe one day we'll get there. But uh, yeah, it would just be it'd be very interesting interesting to me. Like for example, I've never intentionally put on like a Taylor Swift album, for example but i'm positive i've heard her songs many times how many times is that do i unintentionally listen to taylor swift more than i intentionally listen to of montreal who
1: knows oh, you know that's a weird question that's an interesting question oh what yeah i'd be yeah. really interested in hearing something like that as well well
4: so someday should in the we, future if we build it yes last fm will yeah. we'll, uh Partner with Shazam and we'll get all the credit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll just build an integration that can plug the two together.
4: Yes. And you have to walk around with an open microphone at all times. Yeah, all the time. To always Shazam everything. Yeah. Well, that's what like the Google Home and the um, Alexa and all those do anyway. So what's the
1: difference? That's true. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. It's creepy. Um, It's creepy, but I have it all turned on. It's like, whatever. Take my information. Um. Alright, so it's funny because well, no, I won't say I won't say this yet, but my number what am I on? Number two? Gosh, this is flying by. Number two list item is Kelly Lee Owens inner song. Obviously, we had an overlap. I hinted towards it. That's that's the one I
4: definitely thought. Is that the one you thought we would overlap on That's not the
1: one, no. Oh, interesting. (laughs)
4: interesting. That's why I
1: was not going to say anything because that means the next one. But um, (laughs) yeah, we can't say enough about Kelly Lee Owens. I mean, she's just so great. And I actually wanted to mention this, that she's good friends with Daniel Avery um, Mm -hmm. in like Started working with him which Mm. is how she is where she is now Um, I mean I think they shared a studio together or something like that in London maybe Mm. worked at the same record store something like that something like that but um, he also had an album out this year Um, I think it's called Love and Light or something like that Uh, I can't remember but it's it was also a contender for my list Um, Mm. so good just Driving techno, you know, like uh, she had so much more techno elements than in her first album. I feel like they may have called her her first first album was more like like an electronic
4: album. This one. Yeah, you're exactly what you just said. Yes.
1: Yeah. It felt more like dream pop, but this one feels like more like techno driven, but Mm -hmm. not like heavy techno that you would hear in a club. I mean, you might, but um, techno pop maybe, or something like that. I don't even know if that's a genre, but <laughs> yeah. um, I loved it so much. And that episode of Song Exploder?
4: Yes, Song, I love that it, one. I always say
1: Sound Exploder or something like that. I always <laughs> say it the wrong way. So I'm like, Song Exploder? <laughs> it was so good. And to hear her talk about about her lyrics and that um, yeah. was really interesting because, I don't know, sometimes with electronic music, the the lyrics are not the... Um, the the thing that people pay attention to. Yeah, so yeah. it was cool to hear her talking about that.
4: Uh, speaking of song exploder too, they just dropped season two of the Netflix series of song oh, exploder. Yeah.
1: I still have to see season one, but it's, I'm it's, catching um, up with gossip girl still. <laughs> <Nice>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they, they, um, They, uh, I've only glanced at it. I haven't watched any of season two yet, but there's definitely a couple on there that I was very excited to get to, which I of course don't remember right now, but it'll be fun.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I'm the type of person that once you start a show, I can't deviate. I have to watch one show and finish the entire series and then I can deviate. Although I did do this with Gossip Girl, I deviated because I know we're not, uh, we're talking about music here, but honestly, the music in Gossip Girl is really good. But uh, like everyone watched Gossip Girl and it came out. I did not. And then at the beginning of pandemic, it was released on Netflix. And I was like, all right, here, now's the time. So I started, but it's like six seasons long. And like every season has like 24 episodes and they're all like an hour long or something. Anyways, it's taking me forever to finish it.
4: No, that's understandable. Um, I, I have a running joke with my wife, which is whenever certain actors are like in the public eye and you see them and I'm like, wait, why do I know that person? And, my wife, Lizzie, just goes, Gossip Girl. I'm like, I never saw Gossip Girl. like, well, that's where they're from. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then that conversation repeats like 20,000 times because there are tons of actors that came out of Gossip Girl. Yeah. That it's, it's a show I've never seen. So I'm like, oh, why do I recognize that person? Like, they were on Gossip Girl. I'm like, I, that doesn't mean I would recognize them. <laughs> Who
1: are yeah, they? Actually, yeah. Actually, Penn Badgley, who's on the show, played Jeff Buckley. In oh, something? Oh,
4: I think it was called like Dream Brother something. I have I can't no remember. idea.
1: I actually just found that out recently. I was like, I did what? not see that
4: movie. Yes. <laughs> Me. Either. Yeah. Because I think there but were maybe two Jeff Buckley movies back to back. Like one was about Tim Buckley and Jeff Buckley and like their relationship with each other. And then another one was just about Jeff by himself. And I haven't seen any of these. So yeah, I haven't either. that's the end of my knowledge
0: on them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably watch that after after Gossip Girl. <laughs> Alright, I think we're down to number one And this is the one I thought You would also have in your list But you mm. did not <gasps> So, that is Cindy Lee, What's Tonight oh. to Eternity?
4: Yes Yeah
1: <laughs> that, Man, That's cool when though I heard this, Yeah, when I heard this album Like when I first heard it at the beginning of the year, whenever it came out, I was blown away. I could not stop talking about it. Could not stop listening to it. Everyone was like, I don't really like it, Tara. It's too fuzzy, too noisy. I'm just like, whoever those people are, are assholes. I know. It's so good. It's (laughs) It's so so good. good. Yes. It's so good. I love it so much. I also bought this one on vinyl. So my scrabbles do not compute. Right. Um, (laughs) But this one, and I honestly don't think I listened to this one as much as maybe some of the others um, because it can be a little bit loud and abrasive at times just from its noisy droniness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with regards to its art, it's my favorite because it it actually, it just made me, I don't know, it felt more compelling than a lot of the others on my list, if that makes sense.
4: It does, Yeah. And, and now these asshole friends of yours, the ones that don't like Cindy <laughs> no. Lee, um, do they like um Preoccupations? Do they like Viet Cong? Do they like Faux Fur? Do they like these like other spin-off bands from that same kind of I mean, of they
1: do, group? but like those are totally different, I would feel I feel like from Cindy Lee's music. It's maybe yeah. more on the Sonic Youth side, which as you know, a lot of people are like really like it or really don't like it.
4: Unfortunately, I have a wife that is evidence of people who really don't like it. Yes.
1: (laughs) So I feel like this one, while it's not like Sonic Youth isn't very melodic at times, sometimes they are. This one also doesn't have a lot of melody, although there are a lot of um, sort of like Phil Spectory wall of sound Mm -hmm. moments, I feel some kind of um, I think I think they said that they were very inspired by like the Carpenters and, and that sort of Phil Spector sound. So I I can hear it. I can hear those uh, influences on this album. And it blows my mind because you don't outright hear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't hear Karen Carpenter or the Carpenters, but
4: you, you can, can tell where they're going it, yeah. with it. You can hear the influences and you can hear it kind yeah. of musically. Sonically, you can't really hear it, but like yeah. deep in its bones.
1: Yeah, I love it so much.
4: Yeah, no, I, I completely yeah. agree. And I, I, I don't know why, for example, Cindy Lee doesn't get as much attention as like preoccupations. Because to me, they are like literally and figuratively like relatives. You know what I mean? Like like it feels like one and the other go hand in hand. Um, I, don't, I know. don't
1: know. I don't know. I don't think I can see why. I feel like preoccupations is more of a like a talking heads, like post punk sort of like more of a upbeat rock vibe whereas this is so just like slow dreary weird sound noisy blah (laughs) like but that's why i love it so much
4: yeah no that's that's a big thing that i've never really gotten over and I, i just need to accept about people is that most people don't like music that isn't music Like, it took me a long time to realize that about my wife, where, like, I'd be playing something and she'd be enjoying it, then suddenly she would hate it. And I'd go, wait, what changed? Like, it's the same album. It's the same thing. She's like, no, I hate this now. I'm like, what stopped? And what stops is, like, the song You know, like when when there's no melody and no like music to the music, a lot of people go, well, if this isn't music, why am I listening to it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's cool, you know, to each their own. But I I like noise, too. (laughs) Noise is almost as good as music.
1: (laughs) Especially when you can fit in a Phil Spector or the Carpenter's influence amongst noise. That's like exactly why we like Sonic Youth and like um, the Chikoni album as well, like It's, it's such that like it, it can blend elements of albums that everyone knows and loves like Madonna or the Carpenters, but then it's this like weird, weird, like, I don't know, makes you, makes you feel something noise. Yeah. Blended, blended with it.
4: Noise is powerful and important and I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah. It's hard to describe as well. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Maybe that's part of what makes it so good too. Is is the idea that um, I can tell you what makes a chorus like a traditional like chorus verse chorus why that works. I can't tell you why like the magic of like a Wolf Eyes or a Black Dice or a Prurient album makes me feel good. Like that's that's yeah. it is kind of a question mark and perhaps that mystery and that magic. It's uh, music fans trying to recapture something from like being young and hearing music for the first time and enjoying it and not being able to understand what makes it so good. Yeah. Noise always brings back that, that wild card. Maybe.
1: I think sometimes, and, and maybe this is why I like this one this year and same with a lot of jazz because a lot of jazz showed up on my top 10 this year. Um, and I think it's because there were no, there weren't a lot of lyrics if there were any, you know, mm-hmm. it took me out of a place almost. Yeah. Or, yeah. or I could just space out and hear the music and not think, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no um, I follow you. Yeah, it takes me to another place. It's good stuff.
4: I dig it, and, and I'm so glad that I have like some homework now. I, I I love hearing things from folks who I trust and like their music taste to have more. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt down yours, and that's gonna be that's gonna be tons of fun. I'm very excited. Sweet. Um, so yeah, let's let's go through our songs real quick. But uh, but first, I need yeah. to go around and gather up some records. You'll do the same. We'll come back and we'll quickly run through our top five songs of the year, and uh, that'll be a lot faster, but uh, twice as much fun. So we'll play even more music.
3: If you're a predator, you can see things that other people can't see. So you can be stalking someone, and they would never know it. My
2: name is M. William
3: Phelps.
4: For the past 20 years, I've been immersed in the world of true crime as a New York Times best-selling
0: investigative journalist and host of the true crime podcast, Paper Ghosts. Now I'm hosting a new weekly podcast from iHeartRadio, Crossing the Line. Get ready for the uncensored truth, interviews with top experts, and stories of the
3: missing and murdered you have not heard anywhere else. I mean, he was the master manipulator of coercive control. Every time a case is solved, it gives the
1: people that are close to the victim a little bit of hope that answers will come someday.
4: It turns out that the dead guy worked out at the same gym. Listen to Crossing the Line with M. William Phelps on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
2: or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: What are the ingredients for a perfect telenovela? Obviously, you need twins. A rich one. Oh my God, is that a Birkin? And a not-so-rich one. I'm an orphan raised in a poor convent. You need a terrible accident and mistaken identities. I should just tell the truth about who I really am. Throw in a charming prince. Mi amor, the kid to my cat, the hakuna to my matata. The- a cruel stepmother. You're useless. And a father with dark secrets. Now get out! Oh, and don't forget the nun. Wait, there's a nun? You won't listen to reggaeton. This show has all that and much more. Sonoro and iHeartRadio present a telenovela like you've never heard it before. Princess of South Beach, Beach, starring Rachel Zegler, Gina Torres, Raul Esparza, Danny Pino, X Mayo, and Yvonne Cole. Listen to Princess of South Beach as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.
4: Okay, we're back. We're talking about all of our top five stuff of the year. We're playing the TIE Fidelity game. Not only did we do our top five albums, but we're going to quickly do our top five songs. And this is going to be much more rapid fire. We're not going to talk as much, but we we just got to share. We got to share and love and come across all these things. And some of these songs weren't on any album. I'm looking at my list right now, and at least two of these were pure singles. They never had any album release. So they got to go somewhere. And I guess that's here. They got to go right here. So um, my number five, uh, you're going to see a, a theme, Tara, which is hmm. a lot of folks were political this year. I wonder yes. why. <laughs> but um, uh, coincidentally, a lot of my favorite songs this year had a political bend to them. And uh, this first one is probably probably the most political, but also so, so great. Well, Whatever. You, you get it. <laughs> um, uh, number five. Chapter 319 by Clipping.
0: Left,
3: right, left. How long can we holler when it ain't no breath? You keep killing fathers without no regrets.
0: Then keep on counting dollars till it...
4: Did you hear this song? No. <laughs> this, this song has...
1: You, you've talked about Clipping before a couple times, actually, and I still yeah. have not listened...
4: They're great. (laughs) Um, Mostly, um, I love how noisy it is. It's an extreme. Speaking of noise, which we were moments ago, it's one of the most noisy hip hop teams. I that 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 have kind of crossed over into a somewhat mainstream space. They're on Sub Pop, so they actually get like you know mainstream exposure, and they can release albums regularly, and blah blah blah. They have financial backing. And plus uh David Diggs from Hamilton. He that that's this is his main crew. So oh, gotcha. That's something too. But um chapter three one nine, it's got this breakdown in the middle where it just says over and over again Donald Trump is a white supremacist, full stop, <laughs> you know? And it's it, it's just good. It's good. It, it it's it's very poignant and pointed, and it's very direct and deliberate. And it's wonderful. It's really, really good. So I'm already talking too much. I'm sorry. But keep going.
0: No.
4: <laughs> Number four. Uh, good News by Mac Miller.
3: Wanna...
4: This song, a friend of mine uh, texted me and he was just like, man, there is this new John Bryan track out there. You got to hear, because he knows how much I love John Bryan. John Bryan is one of my musical heroes. Fuck you, John Bryan. Um, I don't know why this has become a running thing with me. if
1: he hears you talking trash.
4: (laughs) He's the greatest. He's a musical (laughs) hero of mine. Um, But he said to me, you got to hear this new John Bryan song. And I went, what are you talking about? He's like, this is like demo days as bad as you pure john bryan and i'm like okay let's put it on and he sent me the link to this mac miller song and i was like i don't listen to mac miller I mean, he's fine and all but that what are you talking about he's like no basically what happened long story short mac miller was working a lot with john bryan as a producer before he died and then he was actually working on this album specifically um as he died basically so he had half an album that wasn't finished So long story short, John Bryan uh, finished up a bunch of bits and one of the songs in particular, he had to do quite a bit on it. And it basically just turned into a John Bryan song, and that's this song, uh, Good News. And then, of course, oh. once I learned how close John Bryan was to the production process of Mac Miller, I then went back in time and started like listening to a bunch of the Mac Miller stuff from before, and he's great. Of course, Mac Miller's wonderful, R.I.P. But uh, this song is great in particular, because it's just a pure John Bryan song, and I love John Bryan.
1: I read about that one. Um- and I was shocked to see his name on a Mac Miller song. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't get, I'm sorry. RIP. Sorry. But it's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if it's, if it's more John Bryan than anything, I'll give it a go.
4: Yes. Yes. No, completely. Uh, my number three, again, sorry to get political, but it was a very political year. Uh, love this song. It, the song is called Not My President by Jenny O. Speaking of Faye Webster earlier, I saw Jenny O do an amazing set opening for Faye Webster at the Earl recently, and oh. um, man, it was killer. I absolutely adored it. It was so, so good. It's funny how I say recently when it was over a year ago, but <laughs> that's that's the live music world we live in now. And um, I just love it. It's one of my favorite songs of the year um, just because it, it perfectly captures a really strong sentiment, but in a nice poppy contained simple way and she did great so yeah moving on number two we talked about this a little bit but specifically the song ooh la la by run the jewels love this song love the group i already talked a bunch about this it's great I've watched this video so many times. If you haven't watched the video, do yourself a favor, watch the video. Um, I was so proud of them that they cracked the top 10 on the billboard charts for the first time this year. Cause like in my head, they're extremely popular, but they're not really, you know what I mean? that
1: surprises me too.
4: Yeah. yeah. And I think part of it is that they give away their albums for free. (laughs) You know, that's I'm sure a big part of it. Um, interesting, but, um, yeah, really good. And number one, number one, try again by Andy
2: Schauf. (laughs) She says, come on, baby, churry again. Come on, baby, churry
4: again. He's got such a strong vibe. His voice and his songwriting are so specific and so like, distinctly him. Whenever I hear it, it's it's just wonderful. And he's just, he writes a really strong song. I've listened to this song more than any other this year. It's real solid. And that concludes my list. Tara.
1: It's funny because Andy or however you want to say it. uh, I liked, I think might've been one of his first albums, but like the more that I listened to him, the more I noticed how he sang. And it was like, kind of like, in cursive do you know what i'm talking about
4: <laughs> yes yes i, I know a hundred percent what you're saying yes i
1: couldn't listen to it anymore because i was just like yeah listen to th- <laughs> i don't know I mean, it he just is, got to me
4: he's canadian so you know he, he says some words differently
1: <laughs> i liked that one album and then i was just i can't do it i i hit my limit of andy <laughs> yeah
4: all right your turn let's hear your, your uh, top five uh, uh, songs of the year
1: all right. None of these songs have albums that are in my top Ooh. 10 even.
4: Fully separate, so, I love
3: it.
1: Yeah. All right. So number 5 is the song Breathe Deeper by Tame Impala. I The song I listen to it so much it's such a positive upbeat like this is probably the most upbeat song I listened to the entire like year but I listened to it so much on repeat uh, that that I didn't really listen to the album very much but the song I did so of course it does it deserves a spot here in this list all right and then the next so that's number four is Carry number me five. Right. This well, is, sorry. No. This one is number four. Gotcha. Assignment.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: is the song "Carry Me Home" by Coco Roco?
3: Carry me, carry me,
1: carry me. And it's another jazz song, and it's their album isn't out yet, so of course I had to put them on the song list. I love it mm. so much. Um.
4: All the way while you were talking, I thought you yeah. were gonna say Coco Rosie, but instead you threw in a little <laughs> coco. <Co-co-ro-co. at the laughs> <end.
1: laughs> yeah.
4: I haven't heard this. Um what, what what's this jazz vibe?
1: This one you could you could hum you can hum afterwards. I gotcha. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's a feel-good jazz, jazzy song. Nice. All right. Let's see. Number three is Sa Commons Par. I don't know if I said that right, but it's by Kate N V. <laughs> And this entire album is really good, but because it didn't make it in my top top list, um, I had to include it here because this particular song, I listen to a ton. Mm. And it actually reminds me a lot of a, a Lizzie Mercier Desclue song. Mm. Yes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right either. No, don't. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> We're not French. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of just a like funky, uh, well, I mean, I guess Lizzie has like sort of some reggae bits thrown into hers, but um, I don't really get that vibe necessarily from this one. But it's it's still just so good. Highly recommend the entire album, but this song is my favorite. Um, all right, and then number two is the song "Baby" by Fortet. Oh, which is from the album 16 oceans. I think 16 oceans, I just um noted that off the top of my head, so I I hope I'm right. <laughs> um the video also for this song is really good. It's like a drone that's just kind of flying all over different uh scenic parts of the world, hmm. which is really interesting. I mean, going upside down and sideways and all over. It's really cool. Oh,
4: I got to check that out. I haven't seen that video.
1: Yeah, it's good. All right. Number 1 is the song I listened to the most this entire year. My listening report said it, my Spotify wrapped said it, like this song I listened to so much. And it's actually a cover of a Saint Germain song, but it's called Rose Rouge by Georgia Smith. I want you to go to- It's actually on uh, a Blue Note reimagined compilation, which mm. is also really good, um, but I didn't include it in my top list because it's a compilation.
4: Nice. Yeah. I, I was very excited about your top five albums. I'm even more excited about your top five songs because there are more in here that I've never heard. So this is, this really? is going to be good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to follow these bread trails back to the albums <laughs> that they came from and uh, yes. find some good stuff.
1: Do it. Yeah, there's some good and weird stuff in there. I like it.
4: Well... I think that pretty much wraps up our day. Honestly, we, I mean the, the 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 night sky is getting dark. The the store should be closing. Um, we, we should probably get going. And it's uh, you know it's New Year's Day. I don't know if we should even be here today, <laughs> but say la vie. We're here. The day's over. We should go. So we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna close the shop up. Um, but Tara, I, I'm I'm gonna meet you on the record stores Discord page because. I'm going to list my top 10 on there because there's too many good albums this year. I, and, um, you know, obviously our customers go on there and they can talk to us too. Um, you know, you can find it at the, uh, at the record stores website, go to discord, sign up, do the thing. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see your list on there. I'm going to, I'm going to hop on. I'm going to see what's up.
1: Yeah. I'll put mine there for sure.
4: And then I also like that our uh, our customers put theirs up there too, because then there's even more opportunities to hear even more things. People people leave their top tens on our um, social media as well, which I also appreciate. You know, it's it's a yeah. good way to share your lists, not just with your year end list, but you know, all the lists that we do here at the store. Because obviously, we do a lot. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll definitely be there once we're done here, because I gotta gotta go and post my top ten and see what yours is as well. Yeah. All right, well, door's closing, but thank you, customers. We appreciate you coming in today. You're the greatest. Uh, but that's it. The store's officially closed, so uh, happy trails, everyone. Until we meet again.
1: Record Store Society is hosted by Tara Davies and Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to recordstoresociety at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society.
0: Record Store Society is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
3: Sure, you may be able to hear just how crispy the McDonald's Crispy Juicy Tender Chicken Sandwich is. But that's just the beginning. The full Crispy Juicy Tender experience comes after you take your first bite. But why stop there? Order ahead on the app and get medium fries and soft drink for free. Now that's a deal that tastes even better than
0: it sounds. Valid 830 to 919, 1011 to 1031, and 1122 to 121221. Valid one time per week. McDonald's app download and registration required. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
2: It's been
1: a year since my sister Callie died. Now I can't sleep because every time I close my eyes, Callie's there to wake me up. The insomnia's gotten so bad, I'm not sure what's real anymore. There's a shadow living inside my head.
0: It's angry, and I don't think I can stop it. My name is Harper
3: Hart, and I'll see you in your nightmares.
0: Journey into your own subconscious and listen to See You In Your Nightmares now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet.